Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 13, where I travel the 240 miles from Washington to Danville on the Crescent. Four diesel electric locomotives have now come into the platform. I wonder if one or two of them are to take us further. Well, two of the GE Genesis locomotives are slowly moving forwards, having been uncoupled from the other one and the Mark locomotive. For the last hour, we've been back in the US capital, which was founded in 1790. There seemed to be a long delay in getting our locomotive changed, but I think we now have locomotives on the front of the train because the air conditioning's come back on, the full power's come back on. Now, Washington Union Station opened originally in 1907 and was restored in 1988 and is now a big tourist attraction. There are shops, restaurants, theatres, and it's used by trains. The Washington Metro Light Rail and Amtrak and the Virginia Express that I saw. The delay has been the change from our electric locomotive to a GEP-42, better known as a GE Genesis, diesel-electric locomotive, which is used across much of the United States. In 2017, Amtrak passenger numbers here in Washington grew to 5,225,460. We're off. We're 37 minutes late. But we're moving. Changing locomotives is always a pain. Always seem to be delays. We've now just passed through the tunnel, just taking us south out of Washington Union Station. We've just passed a Washington Metro Station that is under construction. Lots of concrete. We reached Alexandria 43 minutes late. It's only a short run down from Washington. Since the 1970s, Alexandria Union Station, to give it its full name, has been the focus of Amtrak's regional services in Virginia. In 1976, Amtrak began running the Colonial from Washington 
through Alexandria to Newport News. It continues today as a northeast regional run. On October the 1st, 2009, Amtrak began running two northeast regionals to and from Lynchburg. This was followed by an additional extension to Richmond in 2009, Norfolk in 2012, and Roanoke in 2017. Today, seven different Amtrak services use the Alexandria station. As we leave Alexandria, meal service is now in full swing. Most people appear to be having their meals in their rooms, which means the staff are running up and down with carrier bags full of food and drink for people. The Amtrak train staff really do work hard on these services. We left New York in the pouring rain. We travelled through the dreary parts of New Jersey in the pouring rain. It's a beautiful evening now. It's nearly a quarter to eight. The sun is shining beautifully, but the colour is deepening as it starts to sink in the west. Above us, some cloud, but mainly blue sky. We're 50 minutes late as we reach Manassas and the train is across another level crossing. Today Manassas is a suburb of Washington. However, the town began its life as Manassas Junction, a strategic railway crossing and the focal point of the two Civil War battles of Bull Run. Manassas Station was originally built by the Southern Railway in 1914. Today it's the penultimate station on the Virginia Railway Express Manassas Line and a stop for Amtrak's Cardinal, Crescent and Northeast Regional trains. The city bought the station from the Norfolk and Southern Railway in the 1990s. It was renovated under the direction of the Manassas Museum System. Workers restored the original 1914 paint colours, repointed the brickwork, laid new plaster, overhauled mechanical systems and installed reproductions of the original doors and light fittings. The roof was retiled in the style of the original. The project cost $575,000. The station appears on the cover of Manassas 1972 self-titled double album. It depicts the musicians Chris Hellman and Stephen Stills standing on the north end of the then Southern Railway owned station. The station can also be seen in the music video for the Steve Winwood song, Back in the High Life Again. It was used by over 26,200 Amtrak passengers in 2019. The sun is going down with a beautiful orange glow. We must be heading southwest because the sun must be in the west. It's a stunning evening and we're just picking up a bit of speed. a small airfield. The engineer is accelerating rapidly now. Somebody was saying to me earlier that they thought 
that the reason the train was so slow after it left Washington was because it had diesel locomotives on the front of it. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's more about the track quality. People must love living next to the railway line near to a road crossing. With the horn going night and day. Just past a space between two sets of forestry trees with electricity pylons going down the centre and a small herd of cattle grazing on the grass as night starts to fall. In fact, the trees are making the trackside look dark. But if I look upwards, I can still see a blue sky. And westwards, flashes from the setting sun. Sadly, I'm not going to get a picture of the setting sun because every time we get to see the sun setting, somebody's planted some trees in the way. Those trees that are always growing just next to a railway line. Nearly 300 miles into our journey, we stopped at Culpeper, a town that has grown rapidly into a bedroom community for Northern Virginia and the Washington suburbs. Culpeper Station was originally built by the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway in 1904. It replaced an 1874 station, which had already replaced two stations originally built by the Orange and Alexandria Railroad. It is currently served by the Cardinal and Crescent, and two daily northeast regional trains. When the Norfolk and Southern Railway tried to demolish a portion of the station in 1985, a citizens' committee was formed to save the building. In 1995, the town put together a $700,000 renovation project and received a grant from the Virginia Department of Transportation under their enhancement programme. In 1998, the Norfolk Southern sold the station to the town and in 2000, the renovated building reopened. In 2019, Amtrak passenger numbers rose to nearly 16,300. As the evening progresses, we reach Charlottesville, a city that's been named as the best place to live in the United States, based on the cost of living, the climate and quality of life. It's home to the University of Virginia and was undamaged during the Civil War as it was surrendered by the mayor to spare it from burning. It was home to former presidents Thomas Jefferson, James Madison and James Monroe. John Grisham calls it home. Charlottesville Union Station is Amtrak's third busiest station in Virginia. It's in the northeast quadrant of a junction between two railway lines. The original Union Station was built in 1885 to serve the Charlottesville and Rapidan Railroad, the Virginia Midland Railway and the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway. Major renovations in 1915 included the construction of a baggage handling facility. 
When Amtrak took over most of the intercity passenger rail services in 1971, the Southern Railway opted to keep running the Southern Crescent. Suffering from rising costs, they turned over the Southern Crescent to Amtrak on February 1, 1979. It was renamed the Crescent and Union Station became the Charlottesville stop for the Cardinal as well. For most of the next 30 years, the only trains calling at Charlottesville were the Crescent, arriving northbound during the morning rush and southbound in the evening, and the thrice-weekly Cardinal arriving westbound at lunchtime and eastbound before the afternoon rush. In 2009, Amtrak extended a northeast regional round trip to Lynchburg through Charlottesville. An Amtrak three-way coach service runs to Richmond, Staples Mill Road Station. There's a large car park and access to a Greyhound bus station. The Charlottesville Free Trolley stops just north of the station. Of the 21 Virginia stations, Charlottesville was the fourth busiest in 2018. There are proposals to restart a train service from the town to Richmond. In 2019, 136,786 Amtrak passengers used the station. So nearly eight and a half hours into our journey, 55 minutes late, we've reached Lynchburg, known as the City of Seven Hills. It's near the geographical centre of the state and served as a Confederate supply base during the Civil War. The Appomattox Courthouse, where General Robert E. Lee surrendered to General Ulysses S. Grant, is nearby. The first cigarette rolling machine was invented here, and the profits from big tobacco enabled Lynchburgers to build a city with remarkable architecture. Founder John Lynch's brother Charles headed a court to punish loyalist supporters of the British during the Revolutionary War. The sentences he handed down became known as lynch laws and are the source of the term lynching. Kemper Street Station, also known as Lynchburg Station, serves Amtrak, the Greater Lynchburg Transit Company and Greyhound. It was built in 1912 by the Southern Railway and it's a three-storey structure built into a hillside. The top floor fronts Kemper Street, whilst on the opposite side, the ground floor has the platforms. After years of use and neglect, the station needed renovation and the city council led a redevelopment project, budgeted at over $3 million. Work began in 2000 with an emphasis on maintaining period lighting and preserving the station's historic character. The restored building opened in April 2002. 54,632 Amtrak passengers used the station in 2019. We should have left Lynchburg at 10.16, but we're running about 45 minutes late.
seeing as we're running late, it's very late when we reach Danville. We should have been here at 11.22. It was established in 1792 as Winds Falls. However, the following year, the world's best tobacco market was established and the village was renamed Danville. It was briefly the last capital of the Confederacy, housed in the palatial estate of Major William Sutherland. That's now a museum. One of the Confederacy's leading generals, Danville native William Lewis Cabell, later became the mayor of Dallas. Danville Station, also known as Danville Southern Railway Passenger Depot, was built in 1899. In 1915, a track expansion meant the track had to move 133 feet to the northeast. The station was jacked up on rollers, and crews used mules and stump pullers to roll the building to the new site. Not a single brick was cracked. In 1922, the building was almost destroyed by a fire which broke out during a raging snowstorm, so the firefighting teams weren't able to reach it. The station was rebuilt to the original specification, but without its original spire. As passenger numbers declined in the 1960s, the building fell into disuse and it was closed for some years so Amtrak's passengers had to walk through a tunnel and wait for trains on an open platform. In 1995 it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places and in the same year local civic figures arranged for funding to renovate the station. Today, part of the station is used as a campus for the Danville Science Centre, a satellite of the Science Museum of Virginia, and also for the Danville Farmers Market. In 2018, passenger numbers grew by 5.5% to 6,934. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train 19, the Crescent, which departed from Penn Station on Monday the 27th of June 2022. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening and please Join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment.